Hey, I'm Pauline, and this is a Journey to Fulfillment podcast. Learn from awesome people who have gone through personal transformations so you can be inspired to grow, create, and live a truly fulfilling life. Hello, everyone. And in this episode, I've got a special guest with me. Her name is Lillian Victoria. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to be speaking to you today. I know you've got quite the story to share and we're going to get into all of that. So um, to start off with, Lillian, please introduce yourself and what do you do? Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am a high performance coach, a speaker, and with 15 years of entertainment experience. So what I do right now is I help people turn their ideas and manifest them into reality. Mm. That's what I do in all areas of their life. Specifically, I focus with entrepreneurs. You know, entrepreneurs, when they go out there, there's a huge vision. So we want to maximize that. We want to, and I always say, you know, activate your human potential to um, maximize your revenue potential because that is all in our belief system. So, so that's what I do. Wow, that is so powerful. When you talk about vision in terms of entrepreneurs having a vision, now you being a high performance coach and being in entertainment as well, I imagine that you would have had a big vision a long time ago. So talk to us about, you know, where did this all kind of start your journey? Yeah, to be honest with you, my own vision didn't come out until a few years ago because that's when I started to focus on who I am, what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, before I was very much the person that followed the masses, you know, what is logical, right? And built that life where, where everything looks good on resume, but then inside I was very empty. So, you know, when I got into the movie industry, it was based on a very simple idea, right? And, and let me remind you, when I went to school, the world was very different. The digital age was very different. So I had this very simple idea that, you know, I could use movie as a portal to find my father. Right? I was raised uh, by my mom, a single mom, two kids, and my dad was never around. Last time I saw him when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. So that was, there was that drive that led me into the film business. Was it that I wanted to be famous? No, it was because I thought I really believed at some point that this was going to help me get there. And the ride was amazing. Like I had a great time and I climbed really fast until I found him. And that's when everything became more of a job. (laughs) Wow. That's like very different in terms of that desire goes really deep in terms of, you know, that you had this sort of glamorous life perceived to be and chasing after that but they then all came down to the search for your father and I'm wondering in terms of that side of things that desire like what kind of answers were you were you really seeking for I just want to know why he would leave like you know I'm a mother now and I would say you know being a mom myself right now I would never leave my son never ever ever and now I'm speaking as a mom. Before I was a mom, I think it was daddy's little girl having that desire to, to have the father 
in life, but I never had. And so I just want to know why, because our relationship was really good before he left. So I had no idea why he left. I've heard one side of the story, you know, but as you grow and even as a young adult, you just feel like you need to hear the full picture. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was definitely driven by that. Why is it a healthy why? I don't know, but I do know that it was a, a, a desire out of love. Mm, yeah, for sure. Especially if you're missing that piece for yourself. Yeah. When you found it, when you found him, you said that you managed to reconnect. So I found him on Ancestry.com. <laughs> right. Okay. I didn't even know that. I think I have heard of that before that people go and seek that. Yeah. Can, is there actually information or like, like as in there's information there? Um, that yeah, you can you actually source in, out where they are? Yes. You type in your name and everything comes up. And also, you know, now that I'm older too, I do have friends that are detectives. So I'm, I'm able to like get their help as well to double check with the information. And by the way, I promise you, I am not endorsing like ancestry yeah. not pay me, but I did cross check and we found him. I have not met him yet. Um, I've reached out to him. I sent a paper mail. I don't have his email. Mm -hmm. uh, the phone number didn't work, but then there's a few addresses. So, you know, the reason why I didn't meet up with him because I said earlier, right? Like I was building this life that looks so good on the outside, but I didn't have a purpose until the past few years. And the reason why is because I went through a huge season where I lost everything. You know, you could call it depression rock bottom right I lost my marriage and and that was when I decided I had to focus before I could reach out to my father and deal with why he left me I had to rebuild myself hmm. not only for myself I have to be strong I have to be healthy I have to go through my healing process so I'm whole for my son because I don't want my son to go through what I went through hmm. Talk us through the healing process because I know that and I've experienced loss myself on many different levels with many different people, but that kind of loss that goes all the way back to that childhood, you know, is something that especially if you're not getting the answers or you haven't sort of reconnected, it can continue to be a void or you can continue to seek the answers as well. So talk us through, I guess, what was that healing process like? Like did it happen while you were in the career? or after the loss, the recent loss you mentioned? So I would say the healing started after my, I lost my marriage. Mm -hmm. I lost everything, not just marriage, the business, the startup that I was doing, you know, everything, my identity. I didn't even know, like, if I want to be in entertainment. So I got to that point where now this is a great opportunity for me to rebuild myself up right mm. so the pivot point the the transformation question that I asked myself which I didn't have the answer at the time is who am I I realized you know being in Los Angeles being in a crazy business my identity has been always associated to what school do I go to what are my grades mm. what is my job what title do I have how much money do I make Am I married? Right. But then the thing is, it's like, so who is Lillian? What do you want to do? It was blank. 
you know, like I could go find another job, but is that what I want to do? Or, or am I just surviving? And the change came when I realized that I was doing so much. It looked like I was so successful on the outside because people will tell me that, you know, and I didn't feel that way. It was not fulfilled. And that's when I went yeah. of who I am. And that's when the healing started. What, what were you saying? The 15 years that you got into entertainment, I mean, that, so you said like it was for the search, the real desire was to search for your father and to be seen and, and found. How did you feel during that time when you said like you don't, you didn't have a purpose, but that was the sole purpose? You still have to show up to all of these events and be with all of these people and, you know, like to be able to show up. How were you feeling though at the time? if you weren't feeling fulfilled? Yeah, it just feels like a job. It feels like a job. Like I don't jump up from bed. And many people come probably to relate. It's just like the alarm goes up, I snooze, <laughs> you know, and then it's just a routine. I get my things done and, and that's it. There's no excitement. There's no growth. And I later did learn if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. Right? Have you ever been in a situation where, oh, you learn so much and you, like, and you feel so good? Yeah. Right? And I didn't have that because there was the desire wasn't there. It became a job. It became that I was following other people, you know, like to tell me what to do. I was, you know, trying to put together a show so we can make money. It was about making money, you know, and I was remembering the Bible. It says, what's a profit man to gain the entire world to lose his own soul. And I remember that because I remember feeling that. And here I am like a high paying executive at the time. Mm. And I'm like, like, what am I doing with my life? Right. Mm. And, you know, and I would always remember that someone told me there's a difference, huge difference between just financially successful, financial success, right. And then living a life of fulfillment. Yeah. Hugely. What did success back then? What did that mean to you? Or what was success defined as? Yeah. Oh, it was getting married around 30 years old or younger. <laughs> so I was engaged by 29, married around 30. So I hit that mark. Mm-hmm. It was that having a good job, owning a house, right? And yeah, that was it. That's that's what I thought. And and having stable incomes. That was mm-hmm. my version of sex before before success. Yeah. And I think that's where people hit midlife crisis, right? So I'm grateful that I went through all that at a young age because I didn't go through my divorce, my transition to when I was 35. Even that was a shift because during that time, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. What am I going to do? I can't go back to my MBA. Like those were the negative thoughts that was going on. But now I can tell you that that was so young and now I'm 38 and I feel like I'm so young. There's so much more I could do. That That's a change in the mindset. My mind was set in a certain way that was not healthy. It was not growth. It was in lack and it was limiting. It was based on fear. But now it's there's so much out there that we could go and create. And and every day I wake up and I'm excited. You know, you you talked about I have this vision. Now I have a huge vision, you know, and I don't plan to stop until I get there. There's a lot of learning and falling and learning and falling and, and trials and errors. But every time something happens, I'm moving forward. I'm growing. So versus mm-hmm. before, when I make a mistake at a job, guess what happens? You're in big trouble. 
Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, no. If I don't do that, then I'm not going to learn. What's really interesting is that you mentioned about the whole, like, you didn't really find yourself or know who you are until recent years, even though you had gone through this, this whole career. But you said feeling like it's a job. On the outside, when everyone's sort of looking inwards or looking at your resume, you would appear to be that successful person who had it all, who had the husband and uh, the house and all of these things that people want, right? People want, want these things. But then when you said that it's like a job and that you didn't feel like you were growing as well, but having to sort of be that person, I mean, 15 years is a long time. There's a lot of opportunities that we encounter challenges, dealing with different people throughout that. You're still growing in different ways. But how is that growth different to the growth that you experience after finding yourself or knowing who you are? Oh, great question. So I would say the growth when I didn't have that desire when it was a job, it's like life experience, you know, and and all those experiences very valuable because one thing I learned is those experiences could carry out to all areas in my life, no matter what I do, right? So the difference with now when I experience these quantum leaps because everything I'm doing now is in alignment with who I am versus before I was not who I am. I didn't even know who I am. You know, I just wanted to be validated by the people around me. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Now the shift came when I know who I am. I'm no longer seeking their validation and acceptance. And in fact, what happened is once I know who I am, I start to leave, lead my life and people that believe in the vision and what I do, they come around me. So that's the shift. Wow. I'm not pleasing people anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because that industry, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, because it's quite clicky, you need to be quite good at networking, know a lot of people and all of that. When you are doing the people pleasing side of things, I almost see it when you were saying it's like almost like having those checkpoints that you're ticking off. It's like, I want to please this person. I want to get this validation, tick that off. So the growth, the growth has checkpoints in terms of getting money, getting a deal, producing a, you know, a movie or something. But then I guess like, because it's not aligned to you, it's more like you're growing from experience, but those other people, it's like for someone else's vision in a sense. So then, yeah, yeah. Get the job done. Let's put it that way. Just very simple. You want to get the job done, and to you know, when you say people pleasing and all that, and in Hollywood, there's a saying: you want to get your phone calls returned. (laughs) (laughs) That's that simple. When your phone calls don't get returned, you're nobody. (laughs) Mm. That's literally a thing. When people return your calls, usually they want something from you. There's a favor or something. Mm -hmm. So that was the mindset. And yeah. the Hollywood culture, right? So, but when, but, and the thing is, like, when you don't get those calls returned, don't close those deals, you're chasing, 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 and then things still don't work out. And it's not something that you're like so passionate about. Then you question yourself, what are you doing? What am mm-hmm. I doing? Mm-hmm. It's I a, mean, yeah. there's always going to be growth because then you learn how to deal with people, you learn how to handle difficult situations, right? And that it's still a growth process. But 
I would say when you grow in something that you desire so much that you know that you want it, that you are willing to persist and, and chase after for yourself, not for anyone else. And you don't feel stress, but you feel excitement, scary and excitement, all that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different flow in an energy. Right? Yeah. That's a different kind of growth because that's internal growth. What was the energy that you were going after before? in terms of being raised from like, you know, like a broken family, as you say, from, from young, right? There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear, like, because I've been through it as well. Like, you know, the worst fear when you're young is like that your parents leave or both parents leave, like it's the worst. What kind of energy were you sort of feeding into that career path or into your relationship when you got married? Surviving. I was always surviving. I was not living. That's the difference. I was surviving. I was surviving to get the job. I was surviving to get everything up well. I was so worried about getting, becoming my mom. And you know what? Without the awareness, because thoughts are things. That's manifestation. Thoughts, feelings, and action. You want to be very clear with what you want. I had no idea what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. Hmm. So what I didn't want manifested. So that's why looking back, you know, when I was going through that, I took one year blaming everyone around me. Why my life is like this? What did I do? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then to only realize, oh, I manifested this. And to understand how the human mind works. What is this thing? What is this thing called the law of nature? Right? Mm-hmm. Energy, frequency, vibration. What, what is this? You know, why, is, why, why are there so many people studying this? You know, why is there a whole book called Think and Grow Rich about it? To really study it, to understand it. And now all of a sudden life becomes very simple. So mm-hmm. I went from surviving to living. Same life, different perception, different reality. Right? There are so many people out there that may not even realize that they're in survival mode because when you're going through it and you're in the thick of it, in this career of relationships that you're in, you may not really realize that that's the energy that you're bringing or that's why you're manifesting things. So having been that person who's been through it already, what would be some advice or wisdom that you could provide to allow people to awaken um, or realize that there are, you know, what are the triggers that to know that I'm in survival mode and this is not what I want? Just look at your result. If your way's not working, it is okay to ask for help. That's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm Chinese. Um, and, and, and our culture, how I grew up in uh, just the, the, the school system, it's like you don't want to ask for help because you look dumb. Mm. Right? You're supposed so to So much pride that. as well. So much pride. That's the environment I was raised until when it was just not working. The, the, the awakening point was 35 years of my life. I don't even know who I am. And my way was not working. And I recognized I didn't have proper mentorship in my parenting. My mom was not there. I don't have a dad. I had to learn everything on my own. So that's when I seeked help. I started off with therapy. Therapy was great for a short time. I understand why I am the way I am. I talked a lot about my past, my childhood, my inner child, and that pretty much that formed my paradigm. Paradigm is your habitual way of thinking, your belief 
and your self-image and who you are. And I don't want to be there. So coaching, mentorship, what that helped me was extract me from the past, right? And then created my purpose. And when I mean created, I found my purpose. Mm. And I start to see my big vision and my goal. And the bigger that vision, the goal came into my life, the more I was inspired by it, the more I become one with it, okay? I was far removed from the past. Mm. And that's how I got out from the victim mindset. That's a shift. I got out from the victim into who I am right now, into growth, into life, into fulfillment, into joy, right? into abundance. If into you go faith. back, if you go back to every experience that you've been through so far, would you change any of it? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that you have to go through that to even get to the point of like, hey, you know, like I'm going to seek help or I'm going to look within. Um, I need to find my purpose, which is not found outside, but within. Right. But had you not have gone through that. Do you think that you could be able to uncover the real you? You know what? I believe that everything happens for a reason. I don't believe in accidents. You know, I really believe that I was created by the universe and God, and I'm here to co-create. And my mindset and my belief is the universe put me through all that so I could go out and help people that are going through it, right? So would, would I do things differently? Yeah, I would. But then without going to that experience, I would have never learned. And I had never grown from it. And then, mm-hmm. and then if I go through those now without those experience, I would make the same mistake, right? But the decision came with my story. You know, if, you, if we had done this interview when I was in my early 30s, I would have been, I would show up as a very different person. It was that defining moment when I made the decision that that's not my story. You know, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm not going to pretend I'm this perfect person. I'm not going to pretend that I have it all when Mm -hmm. I'm freaking out inside. I'm going to talk about it and it's okay to be vulnerable. And that's when, when you can talk about it and still be you, that's when you're taking the power back of who you are. And that's Mm -hmm. when the shift happens. Yeah. Before I never talk about my past, my problems, my childhood, all the abuses. Now I talk about because someone out there, I know there is going to be that one person that needs to hear this to give them some kind of hope because I was that person. I was that person that was looking desperately everywhere to know that I'm going to be okay because no one could tell me that. I didn't have anyone to say, not only they're going to be okay, you're going to be even better. Like I could not find that. Yeah. I wish I had someone like that as well, you know, like until you really go through it, do you feel like, yeah, that it would have been great if you had someone there, but that is part of the story. That's part of the, the movie. So I'm wondering when you say as well, I know this is going to be a point that may resonate with some people. When you mentioned about the nationality being Chinese, because I'm also Chinese as well. Um, and the whole sense of pride and not like wanting to ask for help. If, you know, you go back to the past, what would you say to yourself 
given, you know, the environment and the cultural situation that you're in, it's very hard for, I guess, even a lot of people right now to be like, well, I'm surrounded by, you know, this is my culture, this is my background, this is how I'm raised, this is my story, all of that. I can't go and ask for help, even if I'm struggling. I can't go and be authentic and open myself up to allow people in. I'm struggling, but hey, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run and just prove them wrong. That's the attitude. Yeah. What would you say to yourself or say to other people when they're suffering in their own silence? You know what I would say? I I tell my son this every day. Speak up. You have a voice. Use it. You have a thought. God put it there for a reason. You are more than enough. So speak up. That's what I would say over and over to my son and he speaks up in class he want that's a one thing because before I was a person that never raised my hand sit in the back let alone speaking on stage but now I Mm. love speaking on stage (laughs) Mm. right and looking back it's self-esteem it's so scared of I might say the wrong thing I might get in trouble you know I've challenged my teacher I grew up in Taiwan so I was born in America LA raised in Taiwan for a little bit and came back and that that little part in, in Taiwan really changed my life in many different ways because the, the school system there is very strict. It's very rigid. Yeah. It's you're good, you're bad. It's there, you know, you get punished, right? Yeah. You talk back to your teacher. The culture is you're not supposed to ask questions and talk back because when you challenge your teacher, you're disrespecting them. So I got in trouble in every way you could think of. <laughs> it didn't really help that I was this American girl that going there too so there you have that layer of problems but i i would always remember that even if i disagree there's one story that i would never forget okay so it was fifth grade my teacher at the time was also english teacher so he had asked me in front of the whole class and back then there was like 40 50 kids and he said really is there dodgeball and, and in America and I was like yeah it's called dodgeball he humiliated me in front of the whole class saying you're a liar there's no such thing as dodgeball and I was a little girl I didn't know what to do you know I was I know I wasn't the best like uh I was an A student for sure and that always stuck with me and ever since then and not only that he said my best career is to be a janitor right so that, what I didn't know then was, you know, I just kind of let it go. You just think whatever a teacher said, it is, it is. But what I didn't realize is how it really affected my whole life with that comment. You know, because you spoke the truth and growing now, I mean, I wish I had Google them because all I had to do is Google it to prove that I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But I'm still looking back, changing that perception. I was very proud of myself for defending myself, saying there is a dodgeball. There is. Because even after that, I was scolded from the whole class saying that there is no such thing as sport in America. I remained like, yes, there is. Mm. Yeah. Um, So you still take that stand. I took the stand. The only thing is I didn't get validation. Because no one one there knows if there's a dodgeball or not. Mm. Like, they never even left the country probably, right? Mm-hmm. But use your voice. It's there for a reason. Never let anyone talk you down, even if they're a teacher. Because teacher, the only difference is they have this credential. 
And I love what Les Brown said. He didn't say it in a teacher context. He, he said it in a doctor. He said, you know, you have to believe in yourself and your health and your state of mind and knowing where you're heading towards. Because most of the people, when they're on their deathbed or in their hospital, it's 95% of them are having a mental illness because they got the news that was delivered by the doctor. But then you peel it back, what school did this doctor go to? Right? Did they have good grades? Maybe they made a sick. They're humans too. People get diagnosed all the time. So you have to take that back. This is where you're connecting with your source, connecting with who you are. And that's that's when you're unshakable. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I hope you're enjoying this conversation. Before we continue with this episode, I'd love to take a few moments to invite you to join my free resources course library. Inside, you'll get access to my guided meditations and practical tips to help you power through your day with more clarity, ease and confidence. So if you're ready to raise your energy and create fulfilling success on your terms, just head over to journeytofulfillment.com. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Talk us through a little bit because I'm really curious and people would be as well. Your career, if we go back to, because you mentioned about the status and, you know, human, that everyone's human as well. Talk us through about, I guess, the kind of people that you were hanging out with, the kind of environment that you were in, in terms of the glitz and glamour and how you were within that, how, how you sort of behaved or like, you know, what's different then till now? Yeah. So yeah, I've worked on a few movies. I've worked with definitely like A-list. The biggest name I've worked with was Bruce Willis, right? Didn't have much contact, but because everyone on the set was scared of him, even the producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I've worked with a number of Academy Award winning, you could say directors, actors, even costume designers, and also a lot of people that's trying to make it. And I would say, the thing is, they're all human. You know, I have, I still have some friends that are pretty notable and people be like, oh, how does it feel to be this person's friend or that person's friend? I'm like, they're just human. Like, there's no difference between you and me and them. You know, in fact, they want to keep their life private. You know, they have their insecurities as well. But what I have learned and seen, and this is before I even became a coach, I observed it, the people that know who they are, they're very clear with what they want. They have a very strong mind. You know, they're very Mm -hmm. strong. Like, I'm just going to use an example, Kim Kardashian. I don't know her. Okay, I just want to put it out there. (laughs) But, you know, she has a very strong mind for everything that she's endured and all the criticism she's got from the media and where she's at right now to keep her moving and look at what she's doing for the world with the justice system, right? So... So, and also the way you treat people, you know, with Kim Kardashian, they're known to treat the people around them very good. Bigger the directors, the bigger the names I've worked with, they treat everyone equally. I still Mm -hmm. remember, this is at the Four Seasons, Tom Twicker, I was working on this movie called Cloud Alice. Tom Twicker and the Wachowskis came and the general manager, of course, came out to say hi and he had like a can of Coke. 
he was going to take the coat. The general manager of the hotel is going to take it and go away. He's like, no, you no, you can't do that. Because <laughs> he treated him like a human versus <laughs> the people that are not as successful. They treat the assistants, people around them like crap. You know, they treat. So, so that, that is one of the very notable characteristics. They know what they want, especially the directors. They know what they want. They're clear with the vision. They set a plan. They follow through. That's a lot of decision-making right there. Right? Yeah. They follow through on their plans, and they, they treat people the way they want to be treated. Mm. They treat people as they are the most important person in their world. Right. And That's, later what yeah. I've learned is it's energy. When you're when you have good energy, that's when the results are showing up. That's when people like to come to you. That's when your success starts showing up. And that's when you also have fulfillment. Yeah. Right? Beautiful point because when you said about, you know, the other people or the assistants and all of that, not that we're saying there's anything, you know, status, obviously there's different in different industries, there's all different types of statuses and, you know, like titles that you can have and all of that. But the empowering thing that you mentioned there is that the energy, because everything is energy. So there's people who have the energy in lack, and then there's people who have the energy in abundance. And the energy in lack, I believe, is where you're mentioning about, you know, the people who are not treating people very nicely or just, you know, quite being nasty or being quite competitive. There is a lot of that going on, especially when people don't feel like they have it and they want something. There is a big desire to act out in different ways. Mm-hmm. But that can be a shift for someone. I don't know who who this is for, but when you increase your energy or raise your vibration, that's when things change. You know, that's when you're the bigger person, when you're the person who's very clear about who you are and how you want to be in the world, then you can really be the change. Yeah. But until you really realize that, you know, like if you're going to keep going, well, I want this and not that person, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, step on this person, that kind of energy manifests in different ways as well 100 percent, and yeah you just nailed it you know thoughts are things and we are energy we are energy frequencies and vibrations you know so and and another thing too with any high achiever in our life in this could go all area they're very focused on one thing and what they want to accomplish and what i find with that when i do that i stop caring about what i have no room for other people's judgments and opinions right everyone has an opinion Everyone has a say in something. I really have no room for that. You know, I always, I'm, I thank you for your time, but I keep moving. That's the difference between when I wasn't laser focused with what I want, when I was just kind of doing what I'm doing. Everything around me was so loud because the inside was empty. Mm. One comment from someone is like screaming inside of me. Then I yeah. didn't realize that's a difference. Yeah, because you don't have the armor, I guess. Like if you feel empty inside, it's like one bullet goes in and it goes deep and you take it personally versus like if you were after something else, the energy that's outside of you, that vision, you know who you are and it's emanating, if that's the word, emanating outside, then you've you've essentially got your bulletproof vest on. Don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I teach this to my son all the time. You know, he's first grade. He came home one one day of sex. He said, someone did this. It's a L L shape. So he's like, so you call me a loser. I was like, so why are you letting up that fact? That's none of your problem. That's his problem. That's his business. Why are you letting his business getting in yours? And I was like, are you a loser? He's like, no, of course I'm not. Then don't even think about it. 
I am perfect the way I am. Yeah. Okay. So it's when there's a word for it. When you let it invest is not the word. There's a word for it. When you let it's like embodying, but you allow other people's thoughts and judgments into your being. Yeah. And and you carry that energy with you and it sort of expands. It's like, you know, then yeah. you, you get a different result. And I love what you just said right now, actually. You know, we talked about we're all energy, right? When people are criticizing or judgmental, what kind of energy are they operating in? And it is mm. our duty, our responsibility to either not allow that in or, or it's going to come in and it's going to affect us. Mm-hmm. So if we take that to a deeper level, one thing that I've learned and, and admittedly I was that person in the past was I was extremely judgmental because I was raised by an extremely judgmental and critical mom and also in this environment. So I would criticize people and it was a habit Mm-hmm. right and probably i did it because one that's the only thing i know but two to make myself feel better because there is a void inside yeah i don't do it anymore because i don't have time to be transparent i don't have time for other people's business <laughs> i have only time <laughs> for myself and that's when the change because once i start to realize and understand and when i change people can change it's 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 only if you want to now when I hear people gossip and criti- criticize, it's like it doesn't even bother me anymore because now I look at that's a reflection on them. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Reflection on them. It's their reality, what they see and what they think. And I live in my reality and I own to my I own my reality. I don't own theirs. And we can't change other people. That's another thing. You cannot change other people. Whoever's hearing this, like take that to your heart. It's going to save you so much trouble because the only person we could change is ourselves. And when you change the people around you will start to change. There's so much wisdom within that. The change when you can't change other people. And I tell people all the time as well, I think you can influence other people, you know, through yourself and your being and all of those things in your relationship. If we can go to that point, did you think that you could change him? Or the situation. My last marriage? Mm. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. I would go to marriage therapy and be like, he did this wrong. I did this wrong. He's trying to change me. I'm trying to change him. And it just it just not a happy ending because then it's like I'm trying to be this person that I'm not. He's trying to be this person that he's not. And we're all walking on eggshells. But the power came in, the healing came in when you peel the onion and be like, no, but this is who I am. I can't be that other person. I tried for 15 years to be that person that you want and need to be. And that's not who I am. And the moment that I accepted the fact that I am actually perfectly imperfect, but I am the way I am and I'm perfectly designed and I have perfect DNA, that's when I started to claim myself for who I am and walked away. Mm. That's when, you know, I always say this, you cannot change the people around you, but you could change the people around you. So what happened was once I knew who I was, I walked out from this shell. There are people in my life that was gone. And there are people that love me, accept me for who I am. That is an alignment and my energy and frequency. They came into my life. There are people in my life that was able to influence and we created a stronger bond in my life. And that's, that's when the change starts to happen. Right. Mm, Yeah. 
And that's the thing coming from, you know, your wisdom is that a lot of people can be really afraid of loss, especially in a marriage, like, or a situation they've been in a job, like, you know, I've worked 15 years in entertainment, then I'm not going to just leave that all behind and start a new career. But there's this sense of like, I'm, a, I'm afraid of the uncertainty. I'm, I'm afraid of stepping out of this relationship or leaving it behind. Or really, I'm afraid of stepping into myself. Because if I was really authentic to myself, then, like you said, some people are going to leave, right? So we focus on like all the loss. There's a big, big fear on loss. But then with your wisdom, you're saying that because when, the more that you are yourself in, a, in alignment, then the right people are going to be there. So you're really not going to be alone. No. So I think what you're saying is when people are so scared to make these decisions is we're all, a lot of people are afraid of the fear of uncertainty. Hmm. So when you're you, you know what you want, you create the certainty. That is something that you create for yourself. That is your belief. That goes very deep rooted. Hmm. Confidence is there. The fear of uncertainty is you don't know what's going to happen. That's when the worry and doubt comes in. That's when anxiety comes in. That's when your body's in disease. That's why people get sick and there's cancer. But when we create our own certainty and you live that life, then now you're in creation mode. You are inspired. And to do that, you got to fill yourself with knowledge. Knowledge mm. is key, right? Those have knowledge. Now you're in creation mode. Now your body is at ease. Yeah. And now you're living in the life of fulfillment and prosperity. There are people in their 80s waiting to retire or die. And there are people in their 80s, you know, living the life. Don't plan to retire. They're healthy. They're happy. They're wealthy. Why mm-hmm. is that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing. One thing I think people want to know, huge fear around, I don't want to be alone. If I step away from this or if I leave this, oh, my God, the amount of people that I've seen, heard, felt about I'm in this abusive relationship, I know that this isn't right for me. They keep adding on, I'll add on a kid. Maybe I can band-aid that. Maybe I'll just keep adding on different things and hope that, like, things will get better. But sometimes I think that deep inside people already know they already know once they step into a relationship or when they're in one that it's not right for them. But that whole like, I'm at this age, I will be alone, I don't want to deal with that. That pain is way worse than being knowing exactly where I am right now. What advice or insight would you give to that? Okay, so happiness, you can't find happiness in other people. I'm not going to be the first one to say this. You know, there's many books that talks about this. To not feel alone is to be able to find happiness within you. So this still goes back to create the certainty in you. The life that you want to live and take control of that. If you want to work out, find time to go work out. You want to do something that you love, find time to do that. Because when you're happy, when you're a whole, everyone around you is going to feel that. They're going to, it's infectious, right? That's why self-care is so important. When you're on a plane, you know, they the, the instructions the safety instruction always says you know if, if anything happens you the mom the adult put on your safety mask or your breathing mask first before you put on the kid why is that you do that so now you're taking care of you feel good you're oxygenated and now you could help your kid 
but if you don't have enough oxygen, you're you're scrambling to help them, then what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna die. Mm. So when you feel whole, when you feel good, again, this is energy. When you're operating in a high vibration, high energy, what's going to happen is you're going to start to attract people that are in alignment. And if they're not in alignment, they're either going to meet you up there or they're going to fizzle away. And that is okay. Because one thing I've learned in life is that people are going to, you're going to have experiences. All of our paths are going to cross at some point. And when they cross, there is a reason why. Don't overthink it. Just enjoy the process. Mm. Steve Jobs says you cannot connect the dots looking forward, but you can looking backward. Yeah. So trust the process and connect it later. Right. Yep. Yep. Now that's powerful. Trust the process. Now I want to go to a shift. Let's go into after you experienced the loss, how did your life change? Oh, I was looking for help. <laughs> I was not, I was paralyzed for one year. I did not have a place to stay. I was like couch surfing different friends place with a kid, with my son. I was saying this friend played for two, three months, that friend's place. I went to Taiwan to see my mom. I was staying on, on my friend's couch. Like, and I had no idea what I was going to do. I was living in fear. I was, you know, my therapist, I gave me all these pills and I was looking for hope. Cause like I said, I couldn't, get like even my own mother she could not tell me that everything's gonna be okay she was instilling more fear because she was so used to it and I knew this wasn't working and I had no idea what my life was gonna be I had no idea what I wanted to do so I asked for help I looked hmm. I looked online I looked for all the success stories I was listening to podcasts like what we're doing right now yeah and eventually, you know, I came across Bob Proctor's, uh, one of his videos. And I had no idea who he was, by the way. I, but I was, before him, I was listening to Earl Nightingale a lot. I've always been, right, the, the secret word. And when I came across him, and I, and I truly believe the universe had put that video in front of me at the right time, at the right place. Mm-hmm because he said you tell me what you want i'll show you how to get it your success is absolutely guaranteed these are very bold statements people usually don't give you guarantee mm-hmm. but he did say you have to follow exactly what i say right so that's when i really started to study and i started to look up to him as my mentor and eventually you know became one of his consultants and got certified with with his company Parker Gallagher institute that's when I learned, you know, I was always open to get help. That's why I went to therapies for years. Yeah. But the thing is, that was the only thing I knew. You know, I didn't know anything about the coaching world. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know. I used to listen to Tony Robbins, but I didn't know there are programs out there to help me. So that's why I, I was saying to you earlier, it was like this whole world opened up. I was like, how can no one tell me about this? I thought personal development is therapy. It's like, this is so yeah. new. Like, what is it? And, and from experience now, um, and now myself working with many clients, you know, therapy, when you're there, I always say, if you're, if you want to talk about problems, you want to vent, you, know, you want to talk about the past, you go to a therapist. 
if you want to develop your faith, your belief in yourself, you want to move your life forward, you want to get very clear with what your life is about and start to take those actions every single day and manifest that into reality, that's when you find me. That's when you find a coach. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't like to sit there and talk about my past for a number of reasons. One, it's done. I can't change it. Yeah. It's done. Two, I'm only talking about the problems. I don't need that anymore. I've talked about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Three, I don't like that energy. When I am in therapy session, I stay in that little vibration. When I leave, I don't feel better. I didn't have a solution. Mm. So th- those are not not for me, you know. But I'm not saying that's not for everyone. You know, everyone is different. You have to figure out where you're at, right? It was helpful because I've learned my paradigm. Yeah. But then I can move on. Then it's move- moving forward. Do you like the process of, I guess, the understanding piece where you get to really go into your story, your problems and into the past for you, was it helpful in like being able to connect the dots as part of your journey? Like, do you feel that if you were to go back, do you need to connect the dots before you move forward into the next chapter or the next energy of your life? That's a really good question. You know, I honestly, if it if you're asking me right now with all the knowledge and everything I've learned, I would just move forward. You know, I would have the awareness. I would understand we we're all operating on this under this one mental faculty. We have called memory, right? And understand how we use our human programming and move forward. Because you know, looking back in every therapy session that I had, and I know everyone has a different therapy session is I was talking about the problems, but in all the sessions that, you know, we have right now is we don't talk about the problems. I talk about what you want and then we solve our way there. You see the difference before I believe that was my old belief because all my friends believe that venting is healthy. You need to vent. I didn't like that though. But so when anyone called me, they want to vent. I get scared. I was like, you don't, don't vent to me. If it doesn't do good to you, it doesn't good to me. I listen to me. But if you identify the problem, you know you want to be, then we could talk it through because then you have an end result. You have an end goal. You have a resolution, Mm. right? Because I don't like to just stay in one place. We have to constantly be moving and have the courage to make the decisions to take those actions. Even if you fall, you're going to rise up. You're going to rise higher, right? Yeah. 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 Thanks for pointing out the key difference. I think for anyone considering therapy or coaching, it's really, you know, some people might want to make sense of their their past and that's completely okay as well. And then if you need that, go and do that and then, you know, look towards the future. But life is never going to stop. It's always going to be changing. So I guess for a lot of people, there's also a time when you have to stop living in the past as well. That's what I was going to say. You just thought you like read my mind. I was like, if you go to therapy and learn about yourself, but don't stay in the past. Mm-hmm. Don't stay there. Get out. When you're out of the session, just know that's the past. It's been done. This is why the way I am. And then you have an opportunity to change because you have awareness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How has your life changed after receiving the training that you have, you know, from then and all the wisdom and knowledge until now? What's what's different? Oh, my gosh, so much. I have a purpose in life. I think that itself 
is more than enough for me. I have a purpose that every day I'm doing, I am, I am rising, I am falling, I'm rising higher. You know, sometimes I fall bigger, but I'm moving, regardless, I am moving forward. And that makes it fun, mm. right? And now I understand manifestation and, and energy and everything that I've studied and we talked about is whatever I put in my mind is going to, and it has to manifest into physical form because that is a law of nature. The only time it doesn't is when I give up and when I let worry, doubt, and fear come into my place, right? Mm. That is a difference. And that to me is life. And, and be able to do that also, you know, the money paradigm, the money belief, the money relationship, the money mindset, all of that starts to change. You know, before I raised by a mom, a single mom in the motel and government support, you know, money was a big thing. It was a big problem. So I lived in fear. I was a hoarder. I saved, right? But now it's like, no, money. And and what happened was I became the servant to money. And unfortunately, most people are like that. You become the servant to money. But now that because I have a purpose, all of a sudden, sudden the money money became servant to me. Mm. There Powerful. is, a, there is yep. a desire to keep going. And that's why I say the purpose and desire and that obsession is going to be so key because that is what's going to keep you moving forward. You know, when I lost everything, why was I stuck? I didn't know what to do because I had no desire. I don't even want to go back to do what I was doing. I was completely lost. I was paralyzed. I didn't think I was good enough. But now all that doesn't even matter because I know what my calling is and I own up to it. And this is where you become one with your vision you want yeah. to become one not the oh this is what i want to do it's i am doing this it's happening right now do you believe in terms of purpose does everyone have one purpose or i mean or can it change are there multiple purposes because right now as we're talking we have a purpose and is it, it is to share and empower and inspire and all that right so there's purposes in a lot of things I know for myself, I got really caught up in the past of like, I need that one purpose. And I put a lot of pressure on myself and it caused a lot of issues as well. It's changed now. But for you, what what's your view on purpose for people? So I believe we all have a life purpose. And if you don't have it, we, I would say we all have that tiger. You just have to get it out. Because probably somewhere in your life you're told that's you be realistic, stop daydreaming and all that. Right? There is a life purpose. And then that is that big vision, big goal. Whatever that is, that's your North Star. That's the best way to say it, your North Star. Right. And every single day we are taking action, small steps. I would say one percent every day, just one percent better than yesterday. And you're only competing with yourself, not no one else. Just you. You stay in your lane. You focus on yourself. You do one percent better, and that, and you follow the north star, mm. right? I have my purpose right now. My goal, my purpose is to create positive impact to a billion people. So I'm doing that. That's why we connect. That's why I do the speaking engagements. That's why I do what I do, and I'm taking small steps right now to reach to that big goal right Mm. so that's what that's what I believe Mm. yeah and the process to be able to find our life purpose or to figure it out yeah what would be key if anyone was wanting 
Use your imagination. Really, like, go back to what you really want. Like, the question you want to be asking yourself, and this is a very simple question, but you'll be surprised most people don't know this question. What do you want? And start from there. Yeah. What do you want in your life? Don't let the, oh, but that's not realistic. This is not, that's other people's um, thinking and belief that came to you, right? Like I said before, I didn't believe I could do what I was doing because my teacher said that I'm supposed to be a janitor. That was a belief that was instilled in me. I didn't believe my voice was meant for something because I was told that I'm not smart, but that's all BS, a belief system. That's a belief system. So just focus on what you want, peel those layers, those habits of thinking and the beliefs that we've got from the outside world and get in tune to your source, your perfect DNA, why you were brought to this world and what you're meant to do. And when you find that out, that takes time that you want to be using your imagination. That's one of our mental faculties. We are all creative beings. We're all creative beings. Okay. Even in finance accounting, you're still creative. That's why we call the creative accounting, right? Mm-hmm. We're all creative beings. And then you want to connect to your source. And when that moment happens, you will feel excited and exhilarated. You will feel happy and scared and purposeful and inspired all at once. And I didn't know how to do that at the beginning. That's why I found help. Mm. It's okay. I'm going to say this again. It is okay to ask for help (laughs) perfect yeah come to now what are you working on these days Lillian what am I working on honestly changing people's life I love seeing people rise up I love people you know seeing their growth in all areas you know either it's finance either it's growing their family either it's finally doing something that I always wanted to do I have a client before we started, you know, she came in, she was frustrated because she couldn't get pregnant. She was told that she couldn't get pregnant. They went through IVF and now she's pregnant. And not only that, you know, she has, she already has a child. So second, they're already planning on their third because now they're operating from what they want and allowing things to flow and apply everything, all the tools that we're learning into our daily life. Mm. And that, when I say, you know, all areas of your life and your family, that's what happened. I have another client when she first started it, she was like, I want to get married, but she was like, I'm nowhere close to getting married. I even have a guy. And then now she's engaged. It's like, they just came. Same thing in sales. I have another, I mean, I could, I could talk about this forever. Cause yeah. I she was uh, full of anxiety and full of fear. Right. And um, she's in the real estate business and things were a little shaky. And then at the end, now she doesn't have that. No fear, no anxiety. When it creeps up, she knows how to handle it. And I call her the eight-figure, like, realtor, luxury realtor. Because her deals, now everything she's manifested has been eight-figure deals. Like 10 million <laughs> That's plus. so cool. Yeah. So, so when you're clear with what you want, that's when things will start to manifest. I've manifested. So since then, I told you about my crazy childhood and all that. I've manifested an amazing domestic partner. I'm not married. So um, in my life, exactly how I want it. 
I didn't hope and, and wish like someone good. He is exactly in every way that I wanted. He's also single dad. Our kids are the same age. You know, he's Chinese, which is my ex-husband was Korean. But the reason why I'm Chinese is so someone could talk to my mother. <laughs> the same, my mom mm-hmm. Convenient. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's so great. He's like my best friend. Me and my ex-husband, we're in a very amicable relationship. Because I, I ask myself, what do I want? What kind of relationship do I want? I don't want a toxic one. I don't want one that's, I don't have time for any of that, you know? So we're very amicable. And I wanted my son to live in a very happy life where he has his mom and dad. And now he does. And he's very happy, right? Mm-hmm. Even with everyone around me, all the, the new business partners I have, the new accountabilities I have. These people came into the life for a reason because I was very sure and I was very clear with the life that I wanted. So that's why whoever is listening, I want you guys to ask yourself that question. What do you want? And we start from there. Don't go backwards. That's a mic drop moment right there. What do you want? Key, key and powerful question. Okay. So now, I guess, where can people best connect with you if they want to know what they want and, and really take themselves to the next level? Yeah, I think the easiest way is I have an Instagram account. It's Lillian Victoria Official. So Lillian with double L-I-L-L-I-A-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A Official. Um, you can find me there and then all my other informations are on there. That's the easiest way. And I could give you my other connect informations. But yeah, I'm looking forward to connect in any way. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, perfect. I will drop the links into the show notes. And finally, Lillian, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. At this stage of your life right now, with everything that you know and everything that you are, what does fulfillment mean to you? Fulfillment means joy, means peace. And the biggest difference is living in the state of gratefulness at all times. Living in the state of gratefulness, knowing that everything that comes to you, there's so much beauty in it and always looking in the good. And that is fulfillment because my life, I only live life once. And when you're in that kind of energy and frequency and peace and living the life that you desire, I'm happy. (laughs) It's beautiful. Beautiful and simple. Now, Come to, you mentioned as well earlier about the, you know, this is one life that we get to live with everything, all the plans, all the achievements, all the things that you have and will continue to manifest and knowing that, you know, your son will grow up and he will also have his fulfillment as well. When you look into the future and when one day, it becomes your last day of earth and you have had so much joy, gratitude and everything that you have manifested has come to life in your reality. What would be the message that you want to send to the world or leave us with? You already have it all within you. Don't go looking outside. If anything, you want to look inside. You're perfect the way you are. And I don't care how old you are. If you're men, you're a woman, what color your skin is, 
you are perfect the way you are. I have clients anywhere from 20s to 60s. And once they identify that they are perfect, things don't change incrementally. Things start to change dramatically in a good way. (laughs) Mm. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom in this episode, this conversation. It's been inspiring for me. And I'm sure that you'll continue to inspire anyone who who listens to this episode and in the work that you do. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is out. Also rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends because just one insight could change someone's life for better. Now go out there and make an impact and I will catch you in the next episode.